Hey guys, this is Dem. And this is Tamer. And, and this, this is, is The Crypto, Crypto Class. And today we have a very exciting interview. We do. We've got um, Dr. Abdullah Albiati from Medical Chain. Yeah, so he's the CEO over there and he's going to give us a bit of a rundown about Medical Chain, a very exciting project. That very, are, very exciting and very practical. Very practical. Yeah. Um, so basically what Medical Chain, Tamer, what's it doing? So pretty much in one sentence, it's uh, putting patient records on the blockchain. So um, it's like you said, something really practical and something with massive implications for the future. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, enough from you, Tamer. Let's get to the interview. All right. Welcome to the crypto class, Dr. Abdullah Albiati. Welcome, Dr. Abdullah. Hi. How are you doing, guys? You're right. Good, 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 good. It's We're a always... pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I like uh, his English accent already. Yeah. He's <laughs> very charming. It is. I'm very charmed <laughs> off my pants. You're going to make me blush. Make me blush yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, obviously, you're the founder of Medical Chain. So before yes. we get to medical chain, Abdullah, why don't you tell us about your, a bit about yourself? Um, we understand that you're a practicing doctor. So how's a doctor find himself in blockchain technology? Yeah, so um, I graduated from Imperial College London uh, and I finished my medical degree there. Um, and I carried on like most of my colleagues going through my training and I decided that I wanted to become a surgeon. And I uh, continued training to be an ears, nose, throat surgeon. And I think the further I got through my medical career, similar to my colleagues, the more problems I found with the healthcare system. And I reached a point where I realized what a potential solution could be, but I didn't know how to get there. And it's with conversations with my, essentially my co-founder, Mo Tayeb, um, that we managed to find a potential solution to, to a, a big healthcare problem that we've had. So I carried on with my surgical training, and then I realized that my surgical training is a full, full-time uh, role. So I managed to switch to family uh, medicine instead at this point. And it's given me the opportunity, thankfully, to still be a practicing doctor because I think it's very important to be inside of the system. If you want to fix it, you need to know what the problems are. Um, but it's also given me the opportunity to work on uh, on the project, which is med medical chain. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, on that medical chain, um, can you give us a bit of, a bit of a rundown on what medical chain is? Yes, yeah, so Medical Chain is a platform for the storage and utilization of electronic health records. Um, in a nutshell, every time you go visit your family doctor or a hospital doctor, you are hoping or wishing that they actually have records about you which are relevant to you, which is A, going to save you time having to repeat yourself, and B, taking the burden off of you to remember all of your medical details. I mean, you two look like young, fit lads, so you <laughs> probably me. don't have... <laughs> you probably don't have huge medical records. Um, but if you imagine, you know, possibly your parents or your aunties or uncles, as we get older, all of us start to build up quite a, a medical uh, record or medical history. And it's difficult to repeat that to everybody, to carry that information around with you and to share that with different doctors as you go through life. And it's an issue for doctors because I know when I'm seeing people, I'm not getting the full story. I'm only getting the, the snapshot of that person that I know on my system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so medical chain is there to allow people to put all of their records from whichever service or institution they've ever interacted with onto one single platform. And the idea is that the common factor is you being the patient. So wherever you go with your clinic, you're taking your records with you. Mm. And then we have a few applications which get 
added on to the medical chain platform because once you empower people to hold on to their own records and carry it with them wherever they go, similar to how you carry your photos, music, email, even your banking details on your mobile, then you truly can harness that power and make the most of it as, as a user. Mm. Definitely, definitely. So now you mentioned that like you can go to different places and have your medical records ready to go. Um, what is the process of medical chain being adopted by, say, a hospital? Yeah, so this is something I think is unique about our uh, platform or our business approach. So we had a product already um, which we made in the UK in the government hospitals called the NHS, the National Health Service, and it was called Discharge Summary. And the Discharge Summary uh, business model was that we took a bottom-up approach. So rather than going to the chief executives of the hospital and the managers, we instead gave the system or, or the platform to the most junior doctors, the ones that actually use it and need it. And after they used it for a number of months, then the consultants of the department realized what was going on and wanted to onboard the system and spread it to different hospitals nationwide. And that's a process that we are uh, mimicking with medical chain. So we are having conversations with hospital leaders, hospital managers and, and, and key decision makers. But I think to really onboard the system and increase scalability, we want medical chain platform to go directly to the users, which are the patients and the doctors, if we can onboard them onto the platform and get them using it, and there's nothing stopping them from using it side by side with whatever system they're using at the moment, then in time, patients will realize the benefits, tell their friends, they'll have all their records on their medical chain platform. Doctors will realize that they can now conduct telemedicine consultations similar to this Skype call. Yeah. So the idea is that we're having this Skype call right now, but uh, you know, Tamo, then you would give me your medical records at the same time. So online, I could scroll through your records while we're having this conversation. Mm. Yeah. And doctors would financially benefit from this, as the patients would be able to pay doctors in med tokens, which is our utility token. And of course, you know, if you're telling a doctor there's more work to be done and you can do it from the comfort of your own home, they'll also come onto the system, and, and that's how we'll increase scalability until we reach a critical point where we're hoping the chief executives from above will say, actually. Let's just stop all this. All of our patients in our hospital will ask for their consent. Can you onboard all of them, please? And then we'll take it from there. Yeah. So one thing I hate is that my partner or my mother will say to me, go to the doctors. And I absolutely hate going to the doctors and waiting in line. So having some of the medical yeah. tech will be just awesome. Yeah, to fast tracks the process. Exactly. Sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, if you, if you think back to how many times you've seen the doctor in the past five years how many times were you actually given a prescription yeah. or how many times did it lead to a referral or even to an operation i think most of the things that we as doctors do is advise and support the patient in making a decision and a lot of the things are you know very quick conversations yeah. that's why in the uk for example seeing your family doctor it's a 10 minute appointment most mm -hmm. problems ranging from a common cold to lung cancer can be uh, you can take a full history, you can examine the patient, you can make a diagnosis and you can tell them what we're going to do with that plan. Obviously, if something is more serious and it's needing you to go to an emergency service immediately, then yeah. the doctor online will tell you, look, let's stop this conversation. You've told me too many red flag warnings now and I'm afraid you really should take yourself to the local doctors or the local emergency department to see you now. Um, and likewise, if there's anything which needs further investigations, then that five, 10 minute conversation online where you didn't have to wait. You could have a very quick, easy conversation with the doctor to reassure you or point you in the right direction. Yeah. Mm. I think the only reason Tame would go was for a medical certificate for work. <laughs> You're not supposed <laughs> to reveal that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you briefly touched on um, the tokens uh, before. Can you tell us what benefits a token holder will see? 
Yeah, so I mean, the, the MED tokens is, is the name of our tokens, are the utility tokens. And essentially, there's three uh, main ways that we envisage using it. But by all means, they're not limited to these. And these are just the beginning to roll out with our platform. So in February 2018, we'll have our beta ready and we'll, we'll have hopefully our telemedicine application ready as well. So if you are a patient and you're wanting to have a conversation with a doctor, then you would pay the doctor in med tokens. Now, from the doctor's perspective, I might charge $100 to, to talk to you, for example. And you would say, okay, here's $100 worth of med tokens. From the doctor's perspective, I can either cash that out as fiat, but it will be less because they're not staying within the ecosystem of the med token or the doctor could receive that hundred dollar value of med tokens and, and keep that themselves the benefit of the med tokens is not just one way towards clinicians but if you the patient are holding your records it's a very very valuable data set that you have there and you own it you're the owner of this it's your records at the end of the day yeah. and the idea is that if a pharmaceutical research company wanted to interact with your records rather than going to a hospital or a clinic or another middleman they would come directly to you which is cheaper for them and it's also more engaging for you as the patient because i would say we're looking at your demographic we want to involve you in our research we're going to incentivize and reward you in med tokens similar to health insurance so health insurance if you are transparent with your health records to your health insurance company which you should be to a certain extent anyway because you want to pay the right premium and you want to make sure that if you ever did call on their services that they would pay out rather than find things that were missing from your records so if you were to share your medical records with the health insurance companies they would also incentivize you and reward you in med tokens and essentially this is our uh, economy the idea that the patients are, are using med tokens for services as well as receiving tokens for people interacting with their data because right now health data is a very valuable asset it's actually worth four to ten times the value of stolen credit card details on the black market today. Um, you can imagine on credit card details, if I stole your credit card details, you'd go to the bank and you'd cancel it. Yeah. You'd probably get your money back and that would be the end of it. But if I stole your health data, you can't change who you are and mm. you can't change your records. And now we've got that data on you. So it's something which really needs protecting, needs added security. And that was another incentive of why we made uh, medical chain because we need to really improve the security there as well as the accessibility for the right users yeah, yeah. awesome so obviously with such a project that's so diverse and so big um, tell us about the partnerships or advisors that medical chain has enlisted at the moment yeah so it's it's been quite a, um, a, a, a wild ride in terms of making the partnerships and the advisors and I say that because we have to approach this from two ways so one of the ways we have to approach this is from our ico so we've got three key advisors from the ico so we've got eddie trevai from coincilium uh, who's also been involved in in other uh, well-established icos such as coin dash or rsk uh, we've got dominic sinus from the wings foundation as well as paolo barai um, who's involved in i do who are doing very well at the moment um, and he's also uh, involved in other large uh, ICOs as well as exchanges as well. So that's from trying to run the business. We need those advisors. For the medical side of advisors, we've got Professor Robert Miller, who's a uh, oncology radiologist from the Mayo Clinic in America, who's really been supportive of our project. And we are starting to establish links with different hospitals worldwide, as well as some pharmaceutical companies. Um, I can't name drop some uh, because of NDAs. Um, <laughs> just just whisper like, it to us. Just, quite, just yeah, yeah. us. 
<laughs> Ron, the names or something. It's the big one. Oh, <laughs> we know. You know which one I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I mean, we've we've been really blessed because um, I think advice, if I could give advice to others as well, it's always better to be approached than you have to um, go out seeking these people. And when, and when we're approached by the kind of companies we've been approached by, it's very humbling for us. Um, and really it just motivates us to keep going because it, it means we must be doing something right if, if we're getting noticed. Yeah. So you just mentioned before as well adoption with the hospitals. Is there a process they have to go through to adopt the medical chain? Um, uh, yes and no. So essentially the easiest way in doing this is setting up an API system. So that's a system which will let us link into their uh, records directly, if you will, and can transfer um, the necessary information into the medical chain blockchain system so that we have direct links or hashes to where all that information is. So that would be the ideal way. And that's what we're setting up at the moment, these different API systems. In a, if you want, if we take, for example, Australia, and there's a remote town in Australia that doesn't have that kind of API setup, you can still just get your records for us, uh, or we get it for you. You just need to give us the consent and permission. And with OCR and AI technology, we, we will be able to scan all of those records and start filtering through that. That's a blood test that goes there. That's a clinic letter that goes there. That's an x-ray report that goes there. Um, but obviously, that's a longer way of doing things, needs more manpower, and it's something that in time, I suppose, with our scalability, it's something we'll figure out and try to possibly, you know, develop that infrastructure to support those other rural clinics, if you will, to get onto our system. In terms of main city hospitals, I mean, it's all electronic, it's all digitized, it's all there. Uh, we just need to establish those links. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned your co-founder, Mo Tayo, before. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your team at Medical Chain? Yes, our team is, on last count, we're 15 now um, in our team, um, and that's not including our advisors. So Moteyeb, uh, he's a successful e-commerce entrepreneur. Um, he started a few companies and exited a few uh, with quite a lot of success. Uh, he's actually quite smart as well, surprising <laughs> to mention. It's always helpful. <laughs> it's always helpful that he's intelligent. Um, he got a uh, master's. Uh, from uh, his MBA from Oxford University, um, which has really helped to develop his uh, business acumen, has really given our team a lot of uh, skills and insight into the business world. Um, we've also got our uh, lead engineers and developers. There's some which are on the website, so I think if people go on our website now and start counting them up, they'll say, oh, that's not a team of 15. Um, <laughs> and that's really for, for security reasons. There's some people working on very sensitive material. Um, we don't want them to be targeted. We don't want to name them at this point. Mm. Um, but we've got an international team. So our team is full of um, French, German, Italian, Colombian, South uh, African, uh, American, uh, Chinese. Um, and the benefit of that is everyone in this team is coming with their own uh, perspective of their view of healthcare and what they've received in their own country. Um, so we've got, for example, uh, Stuart Southey, Dr. Stuart Southey, who's a consultant anaesthetist working in the UK. Um, he is uh, renowned really in the health blockchain world and, and is very well respected there. And he's, he's part of our team as well. Um, so we benefit twofold. We've got a, a, another blockchain enthusiast that has been supporting the team and, and knows what's good for us, as well as I've got a, a fellow clinician that I would bounce ideas off and say, you know, should we do it this way? 
And then he'll say, well, actually, when I'm an anaesthetist in the hospital, that's not going to be as helpful. Okay, let's move the platform in this direction instead. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important that I've got all of this support around me to, to mm -hmm. guide me from a clinical perspective as well as a developer and a business perspective. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, now I've got two Australians with you as well. <laughs> no, there we go. Even, yeah. even more international, yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, so we talked about uh, 2018 and, and it sounds like from what you're saying it's going to be quite exciting so can you give us just a brief rundown of what's in store yeah so in um, 1st of February 2018 we will be launching the ICO uh, and that will really run for, for till the end of the month and in that time period as well as uh, onboarding more participants we will be finalising our um, uh, contracts with the different exchanges so people will be um, will feel rest assured essentially that they'll know which exchanges we're listed on and how they can utilize the med token from a uh, practical side of things we will have our closed beta ready by there and um, so our developers are working on um, applications right now that people will be able to download and play around with and see what the user interface will look like um, and we'll also be trying our hardest to have our telemedicine application ready at that point as well so people can see the benefits of using the, the, the webcam or the internet in mm. terms of doing a conversation or a consultation with a doctor. Yeah. At the same time, in the coming months after February, we will be finalizing our pilot schemes um, and we'll be trialing this. So we would start off with, say, a thousand patients. And we're already in conversations with the UK, the US and Poland about doing these uh, pilot schemes. And then I'm hoping, hoping within six months to 12 months, we finished the pilot schemes. Uh, we've got the feedback from there. Our engineers and our team has increased in size, so we can really start putting the finishing touches to a, an end product within 12 to 18 months. Very good answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got us sold now. How do we participate in the token sale? Great. Uh, so you participate by going on the Medical Chain website, so medicalchain.com. Uh, you would click on the whitelist and you would register on the whitelist. So the minimum participation at pre-sale right now is 5,000 US dollars, and the value of the med token is 18 cents. So when we started off in the middle of September, it was 10 cents, uh, with a view to the ICO being 20 cents. Um, but our 10 cents got absolutely taken off the shelves quicker than we could um, organize things. So then we stepped it up to 12 cents, that allocation went 14 cents that allocation went 16 cents that allocation went so we're now on 18 cents and the ICO instead of being 20 cents we are now going to increase that to most likely 25 cents uh, or above potentially so we still want to give people an, uh, an opportunity to um, obviously incentivize them to, to join us as well um, once you've registered you will either be accepted or declined uh, for one reason or another and I say that because we are not accepting US citizens US residents or US taxpayers at this point. Um, unfortunately for those guys, they have to wait until we're listed on an exchange until they can start um, participating in med tokens. Yeah. And everybody that registers uh, with us uh, to have a med token needs to go through a full KYC. Um, so we are really uh, strict and stringent on this process. Um, there's a lot riding on our startup. We're still very fragile at this point and we don't want any reason that we cut corners or anything like that. So we're, we're doing everything by the book and um, we've got a bit of a backlog. So if you were to join on right now with the whitelist, uh, bear with us. It's normally taking a day or two uh, to get back to you and to confirm that you, you've been registered with us. So, so for those who want to really participate and join the community of Medical Chain, make sure you join the Telegram group 
all of the questions and all of the answers and all of the buzz is happening on our Telegram group. And you can find me there as well as our community manager, Tim, and the rest of the team. And we'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. Awesome. So um, you've just mentioned before that you've signed a couple of NDAs. Um, but I'll just have you know that the crypto class overrides any Yeah, I'm not NDA. sure if you got this prescription from us. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, yeah. So one thing we like to do is uh, get a exclusive. Um, so right. is there anything you can give us here on the crypto class that maybe no other person has heard before? Well, hopefully someone else uh, has heard of it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. What, what piece of paper have I not signed yet so I can tell you about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I can tell you we went to China recently and we met some very influential people in China and we spoke about onboarding their um, volume of patients and how many patients do you think, how many patient records do you think they had they wanted us to onboard onto our system? I want to say that's I a wanna... trick question because I, th yeah. I don't think it'll be that much. I think it's around a billion. No, I reckon 200 million. <laughs> Perfect, 230 million. Oh, Close. Yeah, um, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. <laughs> so um, obviously, you know, we're very humbled when somebody says, "Can you take over two hundred and thirty million records and put it onto your medical chain platform?" Uh, but again, I can't. I can't go into further details. Um, but those those are the kind of um, people we're interacting with right now. Just to give you an example, I think that's a pretty good it? exclusive. Yeah, oh, I'll take it. Well done. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so you are you were a surgeon by trade, I guess. So I bet you've seen a lot of things that we haven't, and you've learned a lot of things that we haven't. Mm -hmm. So can you teach us something that we might not know? Okay, great. I, I've got the perfect thing in mind because it's a really common thing and it's done really badly um, and I hope that I can help people. I've actually got um, YouTube videos of me teaching people so um, people can always check that out. If they type in oh. ENT revision on YouTube, you will find me. Yeah. Um, but I'll talk to you about nosebleeds because they're done really badly. Um, so if anybody is ever bleeding their nose or if anybody ever has a nosebleed next to you, uh, I see people grabbing up here and doing all of this and it's all completely wrong. So grab the soft bit of your nose right yeah. at the front. Yeah. Lean, lean down so that you're not swallowing the blood into the back of your throat. Yeah. Uh, if you have any blood in your mouth, spit it out. And when you pinch your nose, I mean pinch your nose for 10, 15 minutes solid. So a, a common mistake is people keep letting go and checking. Mm -hmm. You need to hold it for 10 minutes, watch TV, watch the news, and then after 10, 15 minutes, if you let go, it should have stopped bleeding. If you really want to help stop the bleeding, get some ice cubes, uh, a bag of ice peas, put them on your neck, or put them uh, in an ice cube in your mouth, and cooling the area around your head is really going to constrict those blood vessels and stop the bleeding mm. as well. And then a common mistake is after everybody's calmed down, the nose bleeding has stopped, okay, here's a cup of tea, now you can relax. You're just going to give them the heat from the tea, and you're going to make the bleeding start all over again. So you get a nosebleed, pinch your nose, soft bit at the front, head down, ice cube, bag of ice peas, 10, 15 minutes, and no hot drinks or hot food for the next 24 hours, and it will stop. 24 hours. Uh, so I've always blown my nose when I get a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah, I think it's common. <laughs> Pretty much everything you've said is the opposite to what most people do. Oh, so. what my mum would say to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see them, they're, they're squeezing this bone. Yeah, it's like, I've never I've known seen that a lot. Squeeze yeah. Bone. yeah, you can't squeeze bones. Squeeze the soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so now that brings us to our game today, Abdullah. Okay, sure. So the way we make our games is that we roughly rhyme the names to make a game. Yeah. 
Okay, so basically, okay. I can't let Tamer see the oh, questions for oh, this oh, one. Yeah. It's a quiz between you and Tamer. So the, the quiz today is... Dr. Wait, what, what, time, what time is it there with you? Uh, 7.30. 7.30 Yes, it's, it's way too early in the morning for me for this. Early bird gets the worm, mate. <laughs> yeah. We'll try, we'll try. <laughs> All right, so this week's game is Dr. Abdullah Albiati, win this quiz and you'll win a Bugatti. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's a, it's a pretend Bugatti as well, by the way. So. Yeah. You're not going to ship it across. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drive it over. Yeah. All right, so it's going to be a quiz between Tamer and Abdullah. So let's get some buzzers for you guys. Tamer, you got a buzzer? Um, yeah, I'll just say my name, Tamer. Abdullah, you want to follow his suit? Go, but Abdullah's longer than Tamer. No, no, no. I'll, I'll just say... Okay. See, that makes more sense in your one. <laughs> All right. First question. Name two ingredients in beer. Tamer. Yeast and water. Good. Tamer. One nil. <laughs> okay. The art of folding paper is known as what? Origami. Oh. One all. Well done. Well Too done. Quick. Which planet has the most moons? Uh, Go for Jupiter. It. Two one. Oh my god. He's lying. Oh, He's not I'm... a doctor. He's a scientist. <laughs> Well, doctors are scientists in a sense at the end of the day. True that. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, what does NASA stand for? Oh. This is yours, Tamer. Okay, Tamer. Go. Did you know this, Abdullah? Did you just give me... No, okay. no man, it's uh, all yours. I'm going to have a wild guess and say uh, National Aerospace... Oh. What? This is a free hit, Abdullah. Uh... Where did he go wrong? Um, <laughs> no, space part. The space part. National. No, no. Honestly, I don't. I don't have uh, a clue. National Aeronautics and Space oh. Administration. Oh. I should get half. No, I would never. That. No, Just never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which is the only country to play in all football World Cups? Uh, go for Brazil. Bank. That's not fair. In England, they live on, live and breathe football. That's three yeah. one. That's a victory. Should we do the last question? We'll do it for just oh, one. Well, he won. How many colours in the rainbow? Tamer. <laughs> I got that one shortly. I want to give it for the time delay. <laughs> Seven. Four oh, I one. Got, I would have got that wrong. I was going to say five. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Well, I'm embarrassed now. The Australians are um, beating. <laughs> The English at the cricket at the moment, but it looks like the yes. English have got drawn the, level the today. Revenge. This should be on uh, front page oh, news tomorrow. Now, <laughs> I, I already, I already had all the questions here. I'll put you later, Dan. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I knew it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that brings us to the end of our interview, Abdullah. We loved having you on today. Definitely, really, really love the project. No, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure coming on your channel, and I'm more than happy to answer any of your questions of the future or do this again. Awesome. Perfect. Sounds good. Awesome project, Tamer. Awesome project, but I'm upset. That you lost. It's I'm, right, I'm disappointed in it's myself. It's alright, mate. It's alright.
I have, to, I have to get my revenge. You do, you do. You haven't won the one back. in a while, have you? I, well, the, the ones I have done, I've won. So that's why I'm really shattered today. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's going to lose to anyone, a doctor's a person to lose to. True, I'll take that. Uh, so guys, if you are interested in the project, do make sure to go to the Telegram. We're there. Very, very informative. Mm. Answer all your questions that you need. Yeah, it's awesome in there. We'll put the link for it in the description as well as the link to their website as well. Definitely. Okay. Pretty much wraps it up, Tamer.